I am humbly recording now. Uh, a three and a two and and a, already recording. No, it's, I can't we shit. We got to hear. We got a few seconds here. And okay. We're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, dark territory. Bordering in Wonderlands, the Twilight Zone at the house of the late Mrs. Henrietta Walker. This is Mrs. Walker herself, as she appeared 25 years ago. And this, except for isolated objects, is the living room of Mrs. Walker's house, as it appeared in that same year. The other rooms upstairs and down are much the same. The time, however, is not 25 years ago, but now. The house of the late Mrs. Henrietta Walker is, you see, a house which belongs almost entirely to the past. A house which, like Mrs. Walker's clock here, has ceased to recognize the passage of time. Only one element is missing now, one remaining item in the estate of the late Mrs. Walker. Her son, Alex, 34 years of age and up till 20 minutes ago, the so-called perennial bachelor. With him is his bride, the former Miss Virginia Lane. They're returning from the city hall in order to get Mr. Walker's clothes packed, make final arrangements for the sale of the house, lock it up, and depart on their honeymoon. Not a complicated set of tasks, it would appear, and yet the newlywed Mrs. Walker is oh about God. to discover the old adage, you can't go home again, has little meaning in the Twilight Zone. Welcome to LAW, the Twilight Zone Review, episode 113. Today's episode, Young Man's Fancy, 334 on Phoenix West. I'm bringing it. That's, that's, that's how quick you get a talk, Rod. Good God. That was just the intro. Just him. No preamble. Just him, and it still took, we're two and a half minutes in. Yeah, and I, yeah, I mean, dude, when this, when this, ep- like, I had never seen this episode once in my life. I, this is one of those, this is one of those ones that got by me, right? And, um. I can see why it's never been on a a, 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 a SIFI um, marathon. I can understand why they didn't pick this one. Thankfully, um, yeah, I've seen this one before. I several times uh, when it started playing. I remember last week we were talking about. I don't remember that episode. The second it started playing, and then uh, the he introduces the wife, and I'm like, oh god, it's this episode. Fuck, fuck. So many notes. Yeah. I have so many notes. Do you really? Oh yeah, there's some big fucking problems in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the the clock drove me nuts. The time on that clock, where what time it was and everything. Did you take notice of how wrong it was constantly? Like they were so off on what time they kept setting it. Like, I I chalked that up to time travel. I don't know. Didn't bother me. Time travel? Did you chalk it? No, 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 no. Um, like, because I was taking note of what time it was during Rod's intro, and 
And then literally they walk through the door and it's two hours ahead and he moves it directly back to what time it was when Rod did the intro. Maybe that was a subtle joke. But the time didn't make any sense. You could have at least did some symbolism with the time. Something. They didn't do anything. Every horror movie in like 2000 to 2012 did that. Where the alarm goes off at 3 a.m. every day. Or the radio in the basement starts at 3.07, the, the time the murder happened. Uh, I would say Amityville Horror started that. Where he would wait, wake up at 3.03 a.m. Every, every morning, I think it was. Was yeah, it 3.03? Something like that. And then something. fucking the first paranormal activity did that. And then, um, uh, and then they were f- focusing on... Uh, uh, what's that town called in Chernobyl? Uh, Priapi, Priapri, or Priap? I can't speak Russian. That dumb town that is in every Call of Duty. Oh, <laughs> every, uh, yeah, I don't know. First, yeah, it's it's called Priap. Pri, pri, no, no, keep going. <laughs> There's a clock on the front of a building that stopped at uh, 1.23 p.m. And that's when the Chernobyl, um, you know, disaster happened. I don't understand how I don't understand how that clock at 1.23 p.m. matches the time. Oh, right. Because it's an electric clock. And the, when the when the nuclear power plant goes down, the electric goes out. Right. That makes sense. Talk, okay, talk yourself through that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Don't, you, I don't do, you love when you do that, dude? I literally talked myself in and out of the problem I had with um, um, Quentin Tarantino's uh, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, you know, yeah, with yeah. with Mr. Orange in the beginning and Mr. White, and like I had such a problem with how Mr. Orange did not hold a gun to his the back of his head and tell him just drop me off the freaking hospital. You're getting a get out of jail free card here because they know where we're going, you know, because because I'm them. So you're lucky, you know, you know, but he didn't. And then I because I did it on the on the last way off topic I did with a buddy of mine and that didn't record, of course. So it, yeah, it's just lost to the ether. But this uh, is how yeah. Greg has to find out. Yeah. Greg was like, yeah, um, that makes sense why he didn't do that. Yeah, it was an important story arc, a moment, I suppose, you know, but yeah, but Quentin got away from that type of storytelling um, right from the jump off of that. So anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, uh, um, this episode, wow, just, just wow. Uh, he's 34, my ass. I, oh, I have some facts about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ages love it. How old was she supposed to be, and how old was she really? Oh, Alex. Alex the guy, the son. Alex, age 34, newlywed. And then him and his wife come in, and I was like, holy shit, Alex is not 34. He, <laughs> uh, the actor at the time of this, was 46, and his wife in real life was 43. And I'm like, why not just make him that age? It doesn't change the story at all. It, at all. Not even a little bit. No, actually, it probably even enhanced it if he was that old. It, it makes the wife 
seem less crazy because she waited a very long time at that point for him to fucking grow the fuck up. Yeah. And why the fuck is Rod spying on him through the window? That was creepy. Yeah, it's like he broke in. He's like up there. <laughs> he here. was. I gotta it's get like, out the back door quick. So, so here they are. Oh shit! Oh shit! Here they are. That's and like, that's we just didn't see that part. He <laughs> does a fucking dive out the window, Twilight Zone style. How funny would that have been if they walk in the house and they're like, "Who the fuck was in here?" There's cigarette ashes everywhere, and the back windows broke. And someone kicked in the goddamn door. Yeah, it's like I haven't been here in in months. Ah, the smell of. Mom's old. Mom didn't smoke. <laughs> what the hell's going on? It smells like uh, fucking Chesterfields and, and Brute. What the fuck? It just smells like 21 mild and blended <laughs> tobacco around here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Alex comes in. His wife is just like, we're going to call the realtor. We're going to sell the fucking house. Woo. Alex, Can't go, upstairs. Money. go upstairs and get your shit packed is basically what she's getting at. And then Alex does the slowest fucking walk halfway up the stairs and, like, touching every picture frame like he's blind and kind of, like, you know, make sure everything's level for no reason and then gets halfway up and then the Still first flight. Level, by the way. No, it wasn't. And then he comes right back down and then he starts talking about his mom. Like, she used to sit in this chair and read the movie magazines. Wait, she stopped doing that a while ago. Oh, mom. And I'm like, it's he's got, like, an Alex Puss pus complex. Ugh. Dude wants to fuck his mom, right? Definitely, dude. Or, yeah, like, mama's boy to the fullest. Good God, it was creepy. The biggest mama's boy ever in Twilight Zone history. Yeah, yeah. I, I have some real fucking issues this this episode. And he's sitting there at this point. All he's done at this point is go like, I miss my mom, basically, is what he's saying. Like... She sat here, and I miss her. And he's like, why can't his new bitch wife just let him fucking grieve for a little bit? She's been dead over a year. I, I, yeah. But at, this but at this point, it's kind of a sensitive time. They're, they're going to pack up all her shit and sell the house. It's going to be a little bit rough. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? The best thing to do to get over a grieving lost parent is to get rid of everything you have. That reminds you of them. Yeah. Because I couldn't purge fast enough. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit different when, you know, your situation than this guy's. Uh, this guy I, being far worse. Yeah, yeah. And she died of old age, I'm sure, or a sickness, you know, other than you know, suicide. But sure, yeah. Fine. She seems too selfish to commit suicide. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, then again, you know, the ultimate act of selfishness is suicide, so... Well, it is painless, and it brings on many changes. Yeah, to everybody else after you're gone. But what do you care? You're a selfish fuck. And Miss Walker can take or leave it if she tries. (laughs) This bitch wanted Alex, man. And he did not seem like that big of a catch. The only thing he had going for her her, was that big payday of that house. Yeah. She must have fucked him up because... Fucker. He had <laughs> a. She must have just fucked his brain right up and, and stressed him out, the mom, because he has had a rough 34 years of life. If this is what he fucking looks like. Tell me about it, dude. You want to hear something else that's true? This is a fact. <laughs> the actor in the next episode, the, Larry Tate, you know? Yeah. Same age as this guy. 
Yeah. Not the, even fucking joking. Same exact age. Born in 1916. Both these fucking fellows are born in the exact same year. And look at that fucking guy. White-haired grandpa-looking motherfucker. And look at this guy. 34 years old, my ass. But no kids yet. <laughs> yeah. I thought... Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that episode when we get there. Good God. Oh, I love that episode. Uh, great. Yeah, I can't wait uh, to discuss this one. Yeah. Or that one. Um, Matheson, what the fuck happened? What happened, Matheson? Would you like to hear a quote straight from Matheson after this episode was this, aired? Is this a direct quote or is this a Frankenized quote? No, no, this is a direct quote okay. in Mark Zickery's book. It's two words. It's two words long that Matheson is it, said. Can I guess? Go ahead. Fuck that. Close. Okay. Uh, that shit. Hate it. Okay. Okay. That's Direct pretty close. Matheson. Hate it. Yeah. I hope that was his entire interview. And he got up and walked away. I don't know. Because then Zickery went on a paragraph long uh, uh diatribe of how terrible this was and how it just failed at every turn it failed at every fucking turn it's true it right right up to the like the very end it just failed 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 i had dude you can walk through my house you will not find you'll find one picture of me in this house and that's my wedding picture and it's not by my bed it's not on the coffee table it's not in every room it's not the same picture either (laughs) <laughs> it's just one picture my of my wedding day because my wife looked awesome and I looked somewhat presentable. <laughs> so I like the picture. It's fine. But I don't like pictures of myself, to be honest with you. I don't so have I, any. I don't have any. I don't ever take them. If you were married, you'd have one probably. Yeah, I assume so. If I had someone that loved me. and Like Mama. Mama. <laughs> Mama. Mama's got a real good clock. My, my, my mom would play with the hands on my uh, hands on my clock all night long. <laughs> if mama probably, loved me so much, why wasn't there a picture of him and his mama? There's one picture of him looking awkward by himself. In in his room. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't want I your mean, bedroom to be a shrine to yourself. That's weird. No, it's odd. It's very odd. This whole episode failed miserably. Yeah, it, the She's basically like, go pack up your fucking shit, you asshole, you grieving son of a bitch. Um, and then she like looks at the picture of the mom. She, this is the wife. And she looks at the picture of the mom and she goes, he's mine now. You'll never get your claws on him again. I got that, actually. Hold on. Fucking crazy, um, crazy lunatic. Where is it? Um, um, this, um, um, this episode's um, missing like half of its episode where they're setting up this shit. It's all gone. Literally like, dude. I recorded like the intro and then the outro and then the next week. And then I had to go back and try to find something else to record. Do we even need to play it? I don't hold think on. we I don't think we need to play anything from this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Oh, oh here it is. Oh, great. It's mine now. You'll never get your claws on him again. Oh. Yes I will, bitch. Lady in red, lady in red. I'm glad you left us in the recording. Yeah, that's how that that was. Yeah, 
best dialogue of the episode. Thank you. How Thank many you. episodes of the Twilight Zone do we have to watch where a, a, a an aging man is regressed and looking back on his childhood childhood with fond memories? How many fucking episodes do we have to have of that? I mean, it is an easy thing to to do, I suppose. I mean, like, literally, like, there are so many episodes you can go back and find traces of, of this as a subplot or main plot. Yeah. I'd say 20, 25, maybe. 40. Easy. It's, it's insane. I, Even the good ones. Like, Nightmare, 20,000 feet. Awesome. What's that surrounded around? What what's the basis subplot of that? Uh, mental illness. Right, exactly. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? He's trying to get his life back together. He's, you know, he's middle aged. He's, uh, you know, stressed. Uh, I mean, even if you boil it down to this, uh, the specific version of that, where it's just, oh, back when I was a child, just that emotion is so many episodes. Oh sure. Why can't I go back to that? There's so first season has like three of them. Cliffordville. Yeah. Oh, good God, so fucking many. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking uh, Alex goes upstairs, starts playing like his childhood trunk, pulling all these toys and you know, clothes, and he's like, one of the Oops. books he pulls out was a. Uh, he's like, oh, it's Tarzan in the Outback. Here's yeah. a question, and I'll answer you with an ad. I'll ask you the question with the with an ad here. Ready? Yeah. Rod Serling, creator of The Twilight Zone, will tell you about next week's story after this word from our alternate sponsor. This episode of LIW The Twilight Zone Review is brought to you by the children's book Tarzan and the Outback. Because, wait, he'd, he'd have nothing to do out there. What the fuck's he gonna do with the Outback? He can't swing in any vines. What's he gonna do? Dig a fucking ditch? What, what the fuck's he gonna do out there? Why would they make that book? Anyway, buy the book. Seriously, what the fuck is he going to do out there? It's, uh, what, what could possibly be in that book? Tarzan and the crocodiles, I guess. <laughs> Tarzan dies of thirst in the fucking desert. Tarzan boxes a kangaroo? <laughs> I don't know what to... Oh, uh, Tarzan dies of exposure. That's, <laughs> is that what it's going to fucking be? <laughs> like, how exciting. <laughs> Tarzan battles the emus and loses. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. And then he's pulling out clothes, and he's like, yeah, I have these clothes. And he's like, little kid clothes. And he's like, she must have had these in here for 25 years. What is she doing? I'm like, 25 years ago, you were already two decades deep into your fucking life. <laughs> fucking liar. <laughs> Real men know what stockings are. Like, no, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever worn a pair of stockings before? No. And if I was, I was too young to remember. I can tell you right now, it was parachute pants. <laughs> stockings. Well, that's because I grew up like young in the 80s, so whatever. Oh, I had parachute pants. Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. Not stockings, Nin- though. That's weird. Ninja Turtle parachute pants, even. Mm-hmm. I, I, everyone had those, uh, like, leopard print. Not leopard print ones. Those, uh, like... No, you're right. Leopard print, white and black. <laughs> Were they like a... Uh, or zebra. Not, zebra print. Yeah, kind of like a zebra print. Those yeah, are fucking like, terrible. They like were red they were and black. Things. Yeah, they had different colors. Then neon. A lot of neon. Green and yellow. <laughs> a lot of neon yellow shit. I'm glad that doesn't last that long. 
eighties were really it was a really bad decade. Terrible looking cars. Yeah. Um, Remember the interior of your car because they were like made of nothing would start to rot. Yeah, it was pleather. Oh god. That's pleather. I remember like picking like an like a 1981 like Ford piece of shit and just like picking at the ceiling because this is like falling apart and you the headliner <laughs> yeah because well that was gone at that point because it was a used old car it's just hanging in there yeah and I just sit there and like but when you pull off the uh, the cloth it would leave that glue and you sit there and pick yeah. at the glue <laughs> like, and like all the foamy shit yeah the foamy shit that's what I'm talking about like yeah, yeah uh, the yellow foamy shit you just like pick it off and like roll like a booger yep and you, <laughs> yep flick it flick 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 that's how cars you see kids they're fucking <laughs> terrible everybody owned a Cavalier at some point <laughs> god they're bad I know um or a Buick Regal yeah he, he's a uh, my yeah, my grandpa had those he he's upstairs and they go downstairs and he's like, I don't want to sell the house. And he's talking to the picture of his mom and I was like, little fucking bitch, just tell your wife you're not selling the goddamn house at this point. Like you have a super healthy relationship already. I could tell you guys are gonna last. Well, he pretty much finally manned up and told the bitch. It like took him yeah, forever. It ain't gonna do it. it. Ain't gonna happen. Here we go. Fudge. I'm not going to sell the house, Verge. We'll have it redecorated, maybe get some new furniture. We'll talk about it later. He finally manned up. That's his, uh, did you get the part where he's like, I don't want to sell the house. I don't want to. Oh, please, can we keep the house? Please. I'm a little boy. Uh, did, she, did she only... Hey, Mr. Walker? Oh. Uh, no, I, uh, I think I'll wait. Wait. <laughs> The look this guy yes, gives him. Yes, we return? I, I want to think about it. Darling. I just want to think about it. You fucking Alex. bitch. I'm uh, sorry to cause you so much trouble, Mr. Wilkinson. Sure, I... sure. I... You're uh, positive? Alex. I'm positive. Okay. All right. Meanwhile, realtors are only get paid on off a commission, by the way. Please. Well, have a nice honeymoon. You sex of shit. Did you notice when he walked in there, he goes, Mr. Walker, congratulations. I'm like, on his mother's death? Alex, you promised. Still playing. You know what I mean. You promised to sell this house. Oh, I'm not backing down, Virgil. I just want a little time to think about it, that's all. What is there to think about? Well, I I, I just don't like the idea of people tramping in and out. That's just an excuse. That's not the reason. Oh, yes, it is, Virgil. Never mind, just pack and let's get out of here. The phone keeps changing. (laughs) (laughs) There's fudge. The phone keeps changing. This clock keeps ticking. I need to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) It's going to turn to that one episode where she gets attacked by a razor down the stairs. (laughs) Would would he only marry her after the mom died? Is that what it was? It's, uh, uh, yeah, a year after. That's fucking weird. Twelve years she waited, actually. Yeah, they waited twelve years since the actors were originally thirty-four. They've been thirty-four <laughs> since then. It's so, weird they yeah, chose it, the gap it, where it actually was thirty-four to what their age, his age is now. So it's twenty-four, twenty. So tw- from twenty-two to thirty-four, they waited to get married. 
she died when they when he was 33. I mean, by the age 33, you should be mature enough to handle a death in the family. I'm sorry, it happens. When you hit 30s, everybody that you grew up with, that you called aunt and grandma and whatever, they start to die fucking rapidly. Yep. <laughs> you start to go to a lot of funerals in your 30s. It, you should really be numb to it by this point. I know I am. <laughs> I mean, there's like, there's two. Where every time my, my, my aunt, well, I guess she won't call me anymore since the last time, last funeral. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I won't know when the, the, the last two die. Um, I might as well start buying a paper <laughs> to find out because that, that bitch ain't calling me. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, funerals in my family, it's like a, it's like a, a er, er, like a, oh my God, shit's fucking real now. And then it goes back to everything's cool when we're a family and we should like, love each other. And then the next funeral, it's like, oh, we hate each other again. That's family <laughs> for you. It flops back and forth. And right now we're on the outs. <laughs> yeah. You got to kill one more person just to make it. Like when you ever have that bad one, you got to kill someone immediately just so you guys can get back together. Well, there. Well, there's two where the one I can't believe is still is still around, and the other one I don't think's ever going to die. <laughs> she's immortal. Yeah, I guess. Well, she's a virgin still, and she's like ninety. Did you notice the uh, realtor was a terrible fucking actor? Actually, no. I thought. Uh, well, he had that one catchphrase that he he would say that really annoyed me. I forget what it was. I didn't record it. Well, when he walks in, he's like, congratulations, Mr. Walker. He's uh, like, oh, do you mind if I call my secretary? She doesn't know I'm here. I am waiting on a very important telephone call. I'm like, good God, dude. It's fucking like oh, a... I'll call for you. All righty then. Or, uh, uh, and that catchphrase that he says four times. Yeah. Fine, Andy. That's what it is. Fine and Andy. Fine and Andy. Yeah. Fine and Andy. Like, and then all of a sudden, he's not selling and he's not fine and dandy anymore. He's like, yeah, well, have fun on that honeymoon. And he gives him this look like, fucker. <laughs> you better be thinking of me. You know when, when they fuck, he's thinking about his mom. <clears throat> yeah, well, okay, this is a, like right before the outro here. This is the last thing I even have. So I don't even, I, it, it, I literally labeled it, um, okay, uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you can't have him. I won't let you have it. Oh, yeah, this is when she just all of a sudden appears it's now. Mine. Yeah, we weren't there yet. Mine. You're right. Yeah. Uh, almost, almost, almost. We're, we're getting there. Yeah, yeah, you know, she's fucking around with the radio, the clock. It keeps going back. It, she can't figure out what time it is, apparently. Yeah, I it's, understood all that. And then she picks up a brownie, drops it, and then, and then turns around, and then she sees that there's a table and a wall there. They're in her way. She's like, oh, I was like, what? What? Dude, I recorded on my phone when she goes into the kitchen and she turns around and she's like, oh. and, and they, sh- and they show a refrigerator and a stove. And I'm like, what? I, I like, got the part. Cause there's a high chair in one of the shots. And I'm like, oh, it's a high chair. And then you see the kid in a moment here, way too fucking old for a high chair. Like, a decade too old for a fucking high chair. Mother was definitely feeding this kid still. 
with a bib and everything. Oh, if if, it, if she's this fucking bad, there's no way she was feeding him. She was breastfeeding him. Oh, wow. What, what Game of Thrones style? Yeah. <laughs> Just like a fucking... When you're old enough to hold the titty, like, completely on your own, this kid is shaving while he's sucking off mama's titty. Probably the most jarring scene I ever saw in Game of Thrones was that scene. And I'm like, what am I looking at? And there's some really jarring shit in Game of Thrones. But when I saw that 11-year-old sucking on her tit, I went, wow, he's erotic. Like, the tit's out and he's sucking. Like, that's going for it. Thank you, HBO. She shakes the titty like you shake your dog food. (laughs) He comes running from the other room, scurrying. He's like, mama, mama, mama titty. (laughs) Yeah, weird. When you know your alphabet, it's too fucking old. This dude's sentencing dudes to death. <laughs> and going back and sucking on some titty. Goddamn right. Game of Thrones is the shit. <laughs> so the, I, mean, I mean, I watched a no, scene. You're still with going two on that? People. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I watched a scene where, the, where, where it basically, uh, you know, you, again, brother and sister fucking. This time next to their dead son. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, I seen that, and that wasn't as jarring as this kid sucking on his mother's tit. <laughs> Great scene, though. Season one, Tyrion, you know, the whole, the, you know, when, when Bronze uh, pretty much uh, becomes a, a pretty much stable character. It's pretty cool. One of my awesome. favorite characters. Yeah, Bronze, you know. I'll I'll fight for the dwarf. Um, Twilight Zone. Want to wrap up here? I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's how that's how intriguing this episode. Uh, Matheson failed so miserably at this. I don't know what happened. He's really a good writer. I don't I don't understand where this came from. I don't know. He phoned this in so hard. Yeah, what the fuck was he think was he going for? I don't I don't even know like where the dart was trying to go. I don't know, but he didn't even. He wasn't even in the bar throwing it. <laughs> I mean, he was on a boat throwing a dart someplace. He just, just sank to the bottom. And he, of the he still missed boat. the fucking ocean. I know. <laughs> I, I don't understand it. <laughs> it, it. It hit a seagull in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> and the seagull didn't even die. You can't, you can't even like call like, out a ow, hunt. Ow, ow. Every time he flaps, ow. Yeah. Ow. It's just shaking. Yeah. Uh, at this point, uh, the clip you started to play, uh, the new Mrs. Walker starts to go up the stairs. She stopped by the ghost of the old lady. I don't know. She's fucking terrifying. Alex. Yeah, Alex comes out of the room. She's like, oh, the, the ghost is like, it's not me that's doing this. And she turns around. And Alex is hanging out, and then we cut back, and then it's Alex as a kid. And, and then he's like, Mommy, come here. I'm like, why are you calling your mother into your room? That's weird. And closing like, the door behind you? Yeah, it's like, can we go have two scoops of ice cream at the fair or whatever? So in order to do that, let's go back into the bedroom? you got to dress me for my two scoops clothing. Yeah, because that's, that's how you... Go someplace else other than the house. Well, left titty one scoop, right titty two scoops. Oh, that's two scoops right there, baby. That's two scoops. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's the most elaborate breakup plan ever. He hired an actor 
that plays himself as a 12-year-old, and he calls in another lady that looks just like his mom. And then it's all an elaborate ruse to get to break up with this fucking lady. Fastest divorce in history. Yeah. They just got married. They drove to the house. Divorce in 10 minutes. It's another one of those episodes where if you really think about the reality, like other than what I just was doing there, she has to go explain to, to the cops now what happened to her husband. I know. And they're not going to fucking believe her because obviously they're not going to fucking believe her. I mean, what do you do with the body, Miss Walker? Yeah, she, she's going to jail for murder. <laughs> they can't find the body. She has to stay there and raise the kid. That's what her only choice is. No, because they told her to leave. She could stay downstairs, right? I don't, I don't know how, how, you know, I guess she I, has to leave the house. I You're not. Know. Get out of here, lady. Go on, get. That's basically, basically what, what the terrible acting kid said. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, we're there now. What is it? Oh. There it is. No, you can't have him. I won't let you have him. He's mine now. Mine. She was a good actress. Uh, yeah, yes, I'll give her that. Is. I liked her. I'm right for him. I won't try to destroy him like you did. My love will make him strong. Not weak. Not dependent. Yes, it's true. You always know it's true. And you hated me for it. Well, your hatred isn't strong enough now. Your desire to dominate him isn't strong enough. It's not your little boy anymore. Leave him be. He's my little boy. You will not have him back. This is not my doing. The only line she has. Come back to me, mother. I want you to. Alex. You. Can we go to the park and then to the zoo and have two ice cream cones? Oh, boy. That's a lot. <laughs> and then we go to the moon. We don't need you anymore. Okay. Um, I used if, you. If she was a real, like, good mother, she would want what was best for her son, right? So when he asked her to come back to me, mother, she would shake her head no. Yeah, she it's, went to the uh, grandma from the Long Distance Call episode, School of Parenting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what would have been an interesting wait, twist? Wait, time out, time oh, out. Go ahead. What? Wasn't that another Matheson episode? Um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Matheson wrote that, too. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Uh, I just have to look it up, but it does feel like it, doesn't it? It does. What I was going to say is uh, this episode could have been interesting if the point of it was she talks them out of it, the wife. Yeah. And then they realize the kid breaks the spell. Otherwise, as it is, it's just a weird, like, once the fuck is mama thing. Weird. Like, she should have been more sinister about it, the the ghost. And the kid realizes it and goes, you're not looking out for my best interest, like you're saying. And then that's the 
That's the twist slash moral of the story. At least it would have it would have made more sense. It wouldn't have been more interesting, I don't think, because the episode sucks any through and through. You know, there's no saving this episode, but it, at, at least ten like, percent better. Yeah, maybe five. Yeah, but still, at least it would have gave the mother some redeemable quality. You know, like some some re, it would it would have gave it would have gave the mother character more of a reason why he thought so highly of her in the first fucking place. Yeah. Either she, the mother realizes it and goes, Oh, I can't do this to you. Or the, the son realizes it, which would have been more impactful and more beneficial for this marriage. If he realized it and was like, wait, what am I doing? This woman loves me. (laughs) Like, look at her pleading, pleading to my ghost mother here on the stairs. And then he leaves with her. Yeah. And as they walk out the door, they slow motion throw a match behind him, and the house goes up. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and then it's and then that's it, and then it ends, and I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, a young boy talks about getting ice cream with his mommy, and then he's like, come into my room, and they close the door behind him. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing in there? Exactly. Like, it, it just, it doesn't make much sense to me. It's, this entire episode was just, it, and the ending scene was so jarring how he's talking, come back to me, mother, and then she looks at him, and, the, and then it, he's a kid all of a sudden. Yeah, like, he, he slid the kid actor outside. Yeah. He was like, you know say I mean? this, like, say this. He's whispering, like, Cyrano de Bergerac through the door, like, whispering, like, ask about ice cream in the zoo. Like, like where was Buck? What happened to where was Buck Houghton uh, during all, during this just kerfuffle of of, a, of an episode? Where was Buck? <laughs> like Buck, where are you? Where are you, Buck? Stop playing the harmonica. <laughs> I know. Like, and the, the music throughout this entire episode did not just didn't jive with it at all. It had the but, harmonica in this episode, but it was a different harmonica. Like what? I, I have another problem here. The last problem, probably, I'll, I'll mention. It, okay, Go, little little kid brings in Ghost Mama to the bedroom by himself. Okay, that's how the episode ends. They, they fucking close off the door. They sequester themselves into the bedroom of the little boy. The episode is called Young Man's Fancy. What am I supposed to think at this point? What else could I possibly think is going to be happening right here? Uh, just say it because everyone's thinking it. I, I am. The kid wants ice cream. That's what I'm thinking. He's, he has a fancy for ice cream? Oh, yeah. I, I meant to say sex. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I said ice cream instead. Uh, we all know what you meant. I'm sorry. I misspoke. It's fucking creepy. It's what was that other pedophile episode we did? Oh, the 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 fugitive with a fucking pedophile alien. This is creepier. Yeah. That that did that was that episode was much better than this one. It was that episode was unashamed to say this old alien is gonna fuck this girl. She's gonna be a princess, a queen, or whatever. He's gonna fuck her. 
This episode's well, like, is he? It's his mom, is he? I'm like, yes, but oh god. It's like even in the fugitive, like he was old, but then we see a picture of him, a really good looking young guy. It's still creepy as shit because she's still young. This far. I still think back on that episode, it's one of the things that makes me laugh the hardest of all of our reviews is the fact that the mom is going to come into the bedroom and find a photographed frame photograph of an older man underneath her daughter's pillow. <laughs> Be like, what the shit? This doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck happened to her? And they're going to, she, she's gone. And then there's this guy I've never seen before. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> like, Did this picture come with the frame? Yeah, I fucking <laughs> hope so. Oh, it says Olin Mills right now. Oh shit! She, this is a someone printed this out and gave it to her, or she. And they're gonna start a manhunt for him, and he's fucking. He's in a different planet. They're never gonna find him. America's most wanted. Picture yeah. If you've seen this man, kidnapped a little girl. That's how he's a fugitive. <laughs> fucking FBI wanted list. Uh, no, that's great. That's great. And I, I didn't even put that together until oh, now. That's great. God. That's awesome. Good one. It only took us like a month. Yeah. Well, the more you think about that episode, the more disturbing it is. It's fucking. No. And the more on the nose that they put it. Oh, yeah. He, I can't believe. Oh, I can't, I'd rather talk about that episode than the one we're talking about. This today's episode. That one was so unashamed to say this guy's a pedophile. Yeah. I mean, because you, you have to commit a crime to be a fugitive, right? So there you go. Well, he's like, we're going to go back to my planet. And then I think even Rod in his intro or outro goes, she's going to be his queen. I'm like, oh, God. So disturbing. <laughs> she's like seven, yeah. eight, nine, somewhere in that range. I don't know if you guys know this or not. Too young to fuck. Oh, no. Far, I mean, far too young. 12, 13 at the, at the earliest before they can procreate. Yeah, you're fucking for nothing at that point. It's like masturbating when you're 11. There's nothing's coming out. What's the fucking point? You remember the the you remember the day that if finally something did. You were like, oh my god, I'm, I think something's wrong. For a while, it's just like clear. <laughs> yeah, because before it was just like, wow, that's crazy, and then all of a sudden, oh no. <laughs> I miss those days when nothing came out. <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, just shooting blanks. Out. Let's let's uh, let's not do this anymore. Let's be done with the young man's fancy. Yep, and shoot, outro. Shooting blanks at uh, his mom. Fuck is it? Um, god damn it. Um, oh yeah, I have to go back because <laughs> I only just did the two. Exit Miss Virginia Lane, formally and most briefly Mrs. Alex Walker. She has just given up a battle and in a strange way retreated. But this has been a retreat back to reality. Her opponent, Alex Walker, will now and forever hold a line that exists in the past. He has put a claim on a moment in time and is not about to relinquish it. Such things do happen in the Twilight Zone. Good Christ, Rod. I know, and and like, and in the end, all of our, you know, what the fucks and everything, it's chalk it up to, well, it is the Twilight Zone after all. You can so, fuck your mom in the Twilight Zone, the TZ. Yep. Anything's possible. Mama TNA in the TZ is a okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weird. Ugh. Aro. 
<laughs> like right on our oh yeah okay. <laughs> oh god. Plugs? No. Okay. You don't want any plugs? Mr. Serling. The name Ray Bradbury has become synonymous with a new horizon of American writing. Next week on The Twilight Zone, we present a typical Bradbury tale. It also has typical Bradbury ingredients, including a grandmother built in a factory. Now, if this doesn't intrigue you, then I'm simply not doing justice to a most intriguing tale. I hope you'll join us next week for I Sing the Body Electric. No, yeah, no cigarette ad after that one. Ah, oh, man. Not, not even, yeah, not even an interesting, uh, you know. Um, no PSA. God damn it. Yeah, that's in the next one though. Ooh, oh boy, can't wait. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. I love those PSAs. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> now we can do plugs. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Oh yeah, reddragonsradio.com and double L and KZ on Twitter, and then uh, also you know uh, the uh, LIW. Uh, the TZ. What the fuck is our Twitter name? LAW, the TZ Review. Thank you. There you go. Well, uh, uh, yep. LAWstudios.com, YouTube.com slash Loitering in Wonderland, Loitering in Wonderland at gmail.com, Patreon.com slash Loitering in Wonderland Studios. Go help out. Kick in a few shekels helps out. We also like to thank our Patreon subscriber, uh, the Indie Sports Car Podcast. Thank you so Yay. much. I love you. At uh, ISCP Podcast. That's right. That's on the Twits. Earth. The only the only racing series that is climbing. Everyone else is dying. Dying, dying, dying. Until yeah. next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Ray Links. Oh, he's Mike Links. That's what I heard. I am Frank. Clementine. Squeeze, squeeze. All right. Uh, uh, so long, citizens. Peace. So long. What's his name and his gross mom and... Ugh. <laughs>